Hello and welcome to the This Is Marketing Podcast. I'm Ross Marone and in this episode, we're going to be talking about building your audience on Facebook. In my last podcast episode, I talked a lot about building your audience on YouTube and it's also very different from what I'd be talking about today with Facebook because Facebook is its own beast and it has a lot of different variables when it comes to the type of content you can actually post. So we're talking about YouTube last episode and really we were focusing on a couple of ideas that are going to be the same for Facebook. And the first one I want to talk about is your content strategy. Now if you're producing things that are relevant to your business, you want to make sure that there is some kind of significance to not only the business, but to the customers. Again, we want to add value no matter what we're doing online. When it comes to digital marketing, it's all about value. Whether you're sending someone to a blog, having them subscribe to an email, the value that you're giving them is what's going to keep them coming back for more. And it's also what's going to help you build up your list of people that actually subscribe to you or that follow you or that like your page on Facebook. And it's not so much that you have to really go out and try to attract people just in general, but you really have to focus on that customer. So when we're thinking about content strategy on Facebook, we need to really think about the types of content that you're posting. And what I love about Facebook versus maybe Twitter or Instagram is that their analytic tool uh, has come a very long way. When it first came out to the platform where you could build groups and things like that, there was no analytics associated with that. So as a business, you really kind of flying blind. It was also different algorithms then. You were able to put out content and have everybody see it that liked you and they didn't care. So they were just trying to get you to build an audience. And I think that was at the development time of Facebook when they were still working on just building overall audiences for the platform. So for a business, they wanted you to be on there. They were going to let everyone see everything you posted. And then they changed that. They started to make the changes where they said, you know what, we're really going to show certain content to a certain amount of your followers and if they engage with that and they see that there's value in it then we'll start to push it out to more now of course with advertising and things like that on facebook they said okay well if you want to show it to everybody or then people that don't like you you can pay for that and their advertising platform became an, an integral part of everything that we were doing as marketers and sharing things out that really hasn't changed if you have a post that you're making and you're not getting a ton of organic reach stuff we're not paying for, organic. And you have that option to go in and do the advertising side of it and push it out and add some money behind it and really have it be exposed. That has many benefits. One, whatever your call to action is in the content that you're putting out there, uh, hopefully you get conversions off of that or you get whatever it is you're trying to do. But you're also able to expose whatever that post is to a wider netted audience. So it's not necessarily people that follow you. It could be friends of your followers uh, and that goes into kind of this ego net. That's a, a term that we would use in social media and in social media platforming and even sociology type things. Ego nets are the people uh, that are friends with people have the same associations. They have the same likes. And that's not 100% true all the time. But they're assuming that if you're friends with people that are in a certain demographic area, uh, then the tendencies of them to like similar things are a lot higher than those that don't live by them or that are not friends with them. So by building and thinking in ego net structures, you can really look at an audience and say, okay, this group of people really likes things. So if I'm going to push content out and pay for other people to see it, a best place for me to start is probably with their friends. And that goes into the marketing sense and the idea that 
people become your brand ambassadors. When we're talking about branding, we talk a lot about that. If people love your product and they really dive in deep with your product, then they're more likely to go out and tell others. So they become brand ambassadors. And they're the ones that expose brands and products and services to other people. And that's how you start to build your audience organically in a sense. But Facebook kind of took that idea of the organic exposure where it kind of starts to cast itself out further and further and further within people that know each other and said, we could help you along, but you got to pay for it. So if you're going to make the content and you're going to post different types of content to Facebook, understanding your audience, understanding their friends, understanding how that works within Facebook is important. But it's really important to know what kind of content works on Facebook. In other podcasts, I've talked about the idea that Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, uh, YouTube, your blog, your website, they all have different mediums when it comes to content. Your audience engages with that differently. Someone engages differently with photos on Instagram than they do on Facebook. Although the, the actions are similar, you know, you like something or you heart something, it's still the idea of how they're using it within the platform. So understanding why users use platforms is important. You don't have to be an expert on that, but you'll get an understanding if you're an actual person that goes out and uses these platforms. You'll understand more about the type of content you like and engage with on those platforms. And then as a business, that helps you build your own strategy. The content that you put on on Facebook can be multiple channels and multiple mediums. So you could put out a video. Uh, you could put out a post where you have a lot of text and maybe there's a link. You could do a photo with text. You could do a video with text. Um, it could be shareable. You can include products now. You could do marketplace stuff. So understanding the platform and what it offers is something that you could find online. There's thousands of videos that cover how to use Facebook and Facebook marketing. But this is just an overview of understanding that Facebook has a lot of potential for a business to build an audience. Now, one thing that I see in the higher education, which may not flip over to every business, is the type of user that we have. Facebook has aged up, and I've mentioned that several times of what that means, and that means that younger people get on a platform first. They're, they're more likely to adopt a new platform. Snapchat comes out. You're not going to see an older group of people migrate over to Snapchat. When it becomes a trend, you see all audiences kind of move over, and that could be from your teenagers all the way up to your 65 and above. So social media ages up, but I think that over time, it starts to level itself off, and I think your groups that really start to engage with the different platforms are those that understand how to use it and use it frequently. So you still see a younger audience on Snapchat. You don't necessarily see that older audience there. On Facebook, I would say the opposite. I'd say that you have people that are on Facebook and they use it as a way to build their network and to network with maybe older friends or younger friends or however that is. But gradually, that got older. So there's an older audience. And what I mean by older is I'm saying in your... 20s, late 20s, and above, you see more of a market of people on there. When it comes to higher ed and, and our Facebook page and followers, we tend to see a lot more women uh, on our platform following us on Facebook. We see a lot more men on Twitter, and we see a nice mix on Instagram. So for posting content, we see that those that are engaging with it are women. So not necessarily going out and making particular posts for women, but it's something to consider is that your audience really matters for the content. So if you're going to put together a video, Make sure you know the demographic of your audience. Now, how do I know that? How do I figure that out? Well, if you start a business page, and I forget what the numbers are. I think it's 50 now with Facebook. You have to get 50 uh, likes. You can actually get the analytics side of things. So it'll start to show you data on the back end about your, your uh, channel itself, your followers. It'll break down demographics of location, uh, 
age, gender, and those things all become part of that idea of how you build content, who you're building it for. When you put a post out on Facebook after you have the analytics, you're able to go back and analyze how it performed. The actions that they added where you could put the heart or a smiley face, uh, essentially adding emotion to your posts, also gives you a whole nother layer to look at and say, okay, how do people react to this? Did they like it? Did they not like it? Did they take the option of actually putting a smiley face or putting a heart or putting a frowny face? If you got a lot of frowny faces, why? What did the content say that made them do that? So as you're building that audience, look at each post that you post out there and that'll start to tell you how to create content down the road. Your content strategy isn't something you build as soon as you get a page and you start to go. And if you already have a page that exists and maybe you had it for years, but you're not posting as frequently or you're posting what I like to call the dumb posts, like, oh, it's a sunny day outside, that's great, uh, stop it and buy something, that doesn't work. You need to give them more incentive. You need to tell more of a story. You need to make it more engageable and shareable and have it be something that they want to come back and see what you're doing tomorrow. So. You go out, you create different types of posts. You create an image post. You create an image with text. You create a video, a video with text. Uh, maybe one that's call to action heavy. And I always say sway away from putting so many call to actions on every post. Sometimes just provide information. Give value to your product. Give something value to your business that tells them what it is you do and why you're doing it. If you do that, you're not asking them all the time. Think about yourself. You don't like getting robocalls. You don't like seeing pop-up ads. You don't like getting a thousand emails that are constantly asking you to buy. It's no different on social media. That's not what these platforms are for. Essentially, these platforms come back to just building a network and keeping in touch. If you think of that as it pertains to your business and you provide value in that sense, you can build your audience exponentially through that. and You'll get people that not only like your page, but then engage with your content. I mentioned the advertising side of things. So you could push content out. And I think if you look at that one way and say, okay, I'm going to push this out. I'm going to get a lot more impressions. And hopefully that adds the clicks. If the content's not good, it's not mattering how much money you put behind it. You may get all the impressions in the world, but just like page views on a website, it doesn't matter if they're not doing something or doing what you want them to. So really pay attention to that. And if you go back to an organic post and the understanding that we're going to create different types of content see what works, see what we're talking about and what they're engaging with, and then take that formula and put that in every post thereafter, that algorithm that I mentioned earlier will start to work for you. Facebook will say, okay, hey, your last post that you put out got high engagement. We pushed it to more, it got high engaged. So we're going to kind of put a bet on you and say that your next piece of content is going to be so good that we're going to push it out to a bigger audience right away. We're not going to let it build over time. So if you start to build that formula and it starts to work for you, then you really start to get that formula down and you understand what content you need to push out. Content automatically is going to lead to a bigger audience and building your audience. But remember, the depth of your audience is what matters. It matters to what they're doing. Are they engaging to you? With doesn't matter. How many followers you have doesn't matter if nobody's liking or engaging with what you're doing. So don't ever put a sense that the number has to be important. Like, I need to have 10,000 followers. I'd rather have 2,000 followers that 90% of them engage with me than having 10,000 followers where only 5% engage. That's something you need to keep in mind as you're building an audience and understanding why you're building the audience. Build an audience that's actually going to purchase from you. Once you have that audience, once they're engaging with you, that's where you start to push out the soft call to actions. Hey, if you like the content you're seeing here on Facebook, 
our newsletter is even better, or our blog's even better, or subscribe to the podcast, it's even better. Those are things that will entice people to migrate over to other channels. And you can actually do cross-pollination with your other social media channels in that sense. If you really like this video, go to our YouTube page. This is all we do over there. If you really like this image, go to our Instagram page. That's all we do over there. So you could build an audience on one platform and then convert them to another, but make sure that you're not just posting the same content everywhere. You see that all the time. A business will post on Facebook, copy it and post it over to Twitter, to Instagram, and that's not effective. I know you're putting the content out so all your audiences everywhere can see you, but remember the first thing I said, they're engaging with you on a platform that they enjoy using and they use each platform differently. And that's why we see trends in the types of audiences we have. That's why we see trends in the types of content that they engage with and also how we get them to convert on each of those platforms. You can also consider the fact that maybe Facebook isn't the conversion platform. Maybe it's the information platform and you never ask for a conversion there. It becomes valuable to you because that's where people expect to get this from you. And you may say, okay, if I got them there and I can convert them over to the website or the email, that's where all the conversions happen. And then they expect that from the content you put out there. If I sign up for an email from a product or service, I'm expecting there to be deals in there. I'm expecting it to add value and giving me more reason to purchase from them in that. So when I get an email that doesn't ask me to do that, I may not open the next one because I remember what they did in the last. That's all about branding. It's all about your marketing strategy and how you approach digital marketing as a whole. So the simple takeaways from this, to build your audience, you really have to focus on the content. When you focus on the content, you have to understand the audience. So it's kind of a big circle, but understand the audience first, use analytics to your advantage, go in there and really dive into the analytics, understand what they're saying, understand who it is that's viewing the stuff, the content that you're putting out there per channel, and then take that idea and then mature it, make it better, keep growing it. And the other last thing I'll say is there's an expectation that comes. So if you're posting daily on Facebook, it might be too much. If you get down to posting three days a week, your audience will expect that from you. And when that happens, you've won it. You've won Facebook and you figured out everything that you need to do. So as always, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoy it, subscribe. If you really enjoy it, share it with one of your friends. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.